Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fudge and Meat. I am one of your hosts, Meat, also known as Anastasia. And I'm also one of your hosts, Fudge, also known as Lily. Uh, one thing we wanted to know before this, this video kicked off was that um, Fudge's background mm. is Christian Yelich from the body issue. So basically, she's got a nude portrait of Christian Yelich in her background. You are not... Is... Again, he is the star <laughs> of the show, but you are not paying attention to the Miller Park poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and... there's, there's a Miller Park poster, but it's also a naked photo of Christian Yelich. And there's also... You said it yourself, he's the star. There's, he's but there's, the star. But there's also some guys playing, like, amateur baseball, got it from a thrift store. It's a good photo. But... Who's regardless, at who's at eye level? Regardless, there's a little yellowish butt in the background. So listen, his body issue shoot is beyond iconic. That doesn't even begin to describe it. So, of course, okay. I must, I must have it on my door. Okay, <laughs> she must. Um, a few things. Number one, I have some people outside of my building. They are straight vibing they are having a little get together outside so if at any point um their radio is quite loud if you hear some latin music in the background just enjoy it it's it's part of our, it's part of my vibe now too it's there for um, right now the radio is it's not playing right now but you might hear it throughout this episode so just just let it happen just Again, let it it's happen. just some ambiance um it is it is fitting because we're drinking um, oh so we are drinking today. <laughs> we are drinking today. Normally, how should I describe this? We had one episode before drinking, mm. and we pre-gamed the preseason. It was a little mm. pre-game. It was fun. It was happy. It was cute. And so we were going to pre-game the Packers season today and do the same thing. I was yep. so excited. Meat woke up, ready to go. It was the best day of Meat's life. I'm Meat. Um... <laughs> And then about three hours later, it was probably one of the worst days of my life. Um, Packers versus Saints. So instead of pre-gaming the season, this is a drowning our sorrows episode. Um, we, we kept the alcohol, but now the tone of this is quite sad. Yeah, we're drinking to forget the pure devastation that occurred on the field today. Yeah, so what, what was quite funny is Fudge had been out for the day. Yes. And she was at the train she was at the train station texting me. I'm like, can't watch the game until I get back. I'm at the train station. And why why don't you read the texts that um that happened between us, our little exchange at yeah. you at the train station. Let me pull it up. So I, Oh god. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Just have to scroll up a bit. I mean, if it's not obvious, we are indeed friends and actually talk. We text quite a bit. Yeah. We do talk, guys. It's it's incredible. We're we're friends. I actually like her. So, okay, I said, I am waiting for the train. I'm so mad. I can't watch until I get home. Which Meat responded with, God, it's so bad. Don't turn on the TV. Just don't. I say, LMAO. And then... Meat continues and says, it was that bad that I told, <laughs> we'll see on the podcast that you told me to not turn on the TV and boy howdy, 
I think if there's any way to describe You're very lucky. Yeah, I I had some plans. I couldn't watch it. I did listen to the Brewers game this morning because, you know. But boy, I did not watch this game. We got we got we got one dub, but for for the Packers first game of the regular season, <laughs> I will say minute by minute my soul slowly left my body. Mhm. It was oh, oh my gosh. I have a list of things to talk about and very few of them are happy. Well, you know... But first... <laughs> this is going to be, like, you giving me the rundown on why it's so great I didn't watch the game today. And I'm just going to yeah, listen. Yeah, that's, that's the angle we'll take, is I'm going to fill fudge in and you guys can listen. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, before we start my, my little list... Um, why don't we start with what we're drinking? Fudge, what are you drinking? Well, nice you asked. I just finished it, so I don't know if I should go grab something else, but... I say I... grab round two, and I'll okay. wait. Okay, here. Let me go do that. <laughs> She'll be back. So, slight intermission. She's back. What are you drinking tonight, Fudge? So, to preface, I started off my night by drinking, um, it's called Brenz. Basically, it's a- Brenz. Oh, but just wait a second. It's a German-style lager, and it is Aldi. It's from Aldi, but it's basically off-brand Beck's. So, it's uh, a cheap- We love a good off-brand. Yeah, it was cheap. I needed something to sustain myself. So, I had that, and now I'm on to a Modelo. We- ooh, I'm a good- I'm a big Modelo fan. I love a good Modelo. Honestly, it's become one of that, my go-to beers. That is a solid- that is- oh, same. It, I mean, I love a good Corona and Lime, but if it's between Corona and Modelo, I usually go Modelo now. Listen, I've never been a Corona gal, I, so... I know, I know, but... So in the Venn diagram of beers, Modelo's yes. in the middle. <laughs> because it's amazing. It's just a fantastic beer. It is amazing. It is Ooh. amazing. Chill it. Enjoy it. It's got the pretty foil cap. Love it. Also, if you um, have not had tonight's... Modelitos, have, go buy yourself a pack of Modelitos. They are the cutest fucking thing, and they're so good. You can pound those bad boys away. This is not sponsored. We're doing this for free. Boy, do I <laughs> wish it was sponsored. <laughs> Oh, that'd be a great sponsor. Hell yeah, Modelo. Um, tonight, I have got a Tempranillo from Barbaresco. Getting a little fancy. Wow. Uh, Tempranillos, if you don't know, it is a dark, medium, heavy tan and red wine. This one is red berries, kind of cherry, darker notes. It's got, it's got leather. It's got smoke. It's... It's a little complex wine. I needed Go it tonight. Off me. I needed Go off me. I needed something heavy to anesthetize the feelings in my body. Wow. Is this where we say that you are like a sommelier? 
basically. Maybe. So, fun fact. We're, it's going to be like 20 minutes till we get to the Packers. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Well, if you want to skip and get to football, you can. But if you want to know about us, just stick around. Um, I fell in love with wine. Mm recently like maybe a year ago and so i started taking sommelier courses and as of last week i finished the first certification so mm. i am iwc certified in wine oh um, yeah i've got a certificate they're sending me a little pin that i You're can official. wear a pin so official i'm pretty official um and this temperanillo is from a tasting i had to do so lucky me. So but now that we've that, gone over our, <laughs> you were drinking that, and I was drinking off-brand beer. Off-brand beer, but continue. Let's go. Hey, let's go, I was go. I was forced to buy this. I was forced to buy this. But yeah, now let's get into the Packers. So, so time to catch you up. I took these notes as this game was going on. I kind of oh, started Lord. halfway through the game and then went back to the shit I remembered. Um, okay. So, some just like overall notes that were quite not shocking just overall notes um aaron Rodgers was having a really really tough time throwing the ball uh Ooh, yeah, last yeah. season he threw last season he threw five interceptions and he threw two in this game yikes um the first one was snagged by Paulson adebo the second one honestly he threw it he threw it into the hands um of the guy on defense, it, it wasn't, it was, it was really, really overthrown to the receiver. Um, and I was quite shocked. I feel like Roger's accuracy is usually quite on point. So to see so many balls that were just going either way, way, way off field, you know, he threw a lot, um, a little too close to the sidelines. Um, and a few that were just like way over the guy's heads. It was kind of weird to see maybe, <laughs> I mean, my thought was, we have a terrible spell of losing every game after a bye week. So mm -hmm. I was like, maybe this off season is just one big bye week. Maybe that's why we're losing it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But there was something really off. Um, but another thing that I thought was really, really weird is, I'm guessing this was maybe Matt's call. Um, we really went for the running game. And it was almost always to Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, I think had it two or three times, but it was almost always to Aaron Jones. Um, but every single running play with Aaron Jones was not successful. Mm. So it was quite frustrating to watch this and question, why are we still continuing this? Clue the Saints defense um, is catching our running backs after they make like one or two yards. I don't know why we continue that. It was really, really frustrating to see personally. I wanted to see way more downfield passes, even though I said Aaron Rodgers was kind of having a tough time with his accuracy. I think the running game was absolutely not working, and it was definitely our fallback. We went to Aaron Jones almost every play and got, like, no yards out of it every time. So I, I think I think we needed to switch it up. I'm not saying, like, don't hand it to Aaron Jones. Obviously, he's a talented guy. Yeah. But I think we would have benefited if, if we had really mixed up our plays because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he won MVP last mm. year. He's a dynamic guy. He can, he can hand the ball off to any player and it's going to work. So I yeah. think that we needed a little more diversity in the plays we were running because we really went to the running game and it was just never successful. Um, and I think it got to the point where 
clearly no matter how many times it flopped, Matt LaFleur was calling that play. Um, so they also knew what to expect. It was going to be Aaron Jones. Um, if yeah, it's broke, it, fix it, it. It was tough to see. You if know? it's broke, fix it. I mean, <laughs> clearly, I think I think the best course of action is just don't be predictable. You yeah. know, it got to the point where it's like, this is going to go to Aaron Jones. He's going to get one yard and he's going to get sacked. Yeah. Um, so that was quite unfortunate. Also, I saw Rodgers obviously did have a few downfield passes mm. um, and to some tight ends, wide receivers, whatever. But it was very interesting to see the players who he didn't target. So Tunyon, I think, was only targeted twice. Yeah. Um, the first time he dropped the ball, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the second time, the second time there was actually a pass interference on Tunyon when he tried to catch it and we got those yards. But, so one thing I want to know, which is really disappointing, is that that pass interference and getting those getting those yards and a first down, that was probably the best play we had. And it wasn't even our, it wasn't even us. It was their fault. We got so many yards from that. I was so excited for that PI because we just were not pulling through. Um, but Aaron Rodgers did not target Randall Cobb once. And, you know, obviously Robert Tunyon only twice. And I thought that was really interesting that we've got Randall Cobb who, you know, we died to bring back. Which, yeah. You know, maybe the other guys like Tay and stuff are much more reliable. I don't know. But Tunyon was the number one pass catcher last season. And so I thought it was very interesting to see that he wasn't really being targeted. It's because we spent, we put so much effort into the running game that there was just like, we threw it to MBS, we threw it to Alan Lazard, but no one really, no one was really showing up. I feel like we put way too much pressure on the running game. Um, but I also did think it was weird to just see Randall Cobb not targeted once by Rodgers. I thought that was so weird. Um, I'm pissed about Tunyon. If yeah. you don't know anything about fudge and meat, if you're starting now, we love Robert Tunyon. Tunyon's mm-hmm. incredible. He's beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue. What? I mean, that's it. He's beautiful. I mean, uh, I drafted what, him this year. What else need I say? Well, I did draft him this year in my fantasy league, and... The thing is, I it annoys me that they would pull something like that considering the season that he's coming up, exactly like you said. He showed that he's really talented. He has a lot of potential to be... Like, Number one pass catcher, bro. Yeah, and the fact that we're not utilizing him early on as like one of our star weapons, maybe... Some people, maybe LaFleur was thinking, oh, that could be a little predictable by going to Tunyon, but it's not. No, but going es- to Tunyon. especially when when the running game is not working, yep. you need to switch it up. Yep. And if you've got a guy out there like MVS who's a little unpredictable, or maybe Devontae Adams, who's always going to have heavy coverage, it's freaking mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Go to Robert Tunyon. Yep. That guy is underestimated all the time. He wasn't even in like the top 10 of the NFL's best players or whatever number one pass catcher the way that Tunyon is underrepresented and under not recognized ridiculous it upsets Um, us a lot are we biased because we love him yes are we biased because he's hot yes yes straight up um (laughs) uh rogers was also sacked twice which personally when i see rogers getting sacked I always have flashbacks to him breaking his collarbone. He's broken his collarbone twice being sacked. And so it's one of those things where every time he gets knocked down, I'm like, 
please, dear God, don't be the collarbone. Please, because it's been, it's, it's random. It's been twice. So I was freaking out a little bit. It shouldn't have happened twice in a game. No. That's way, that's way too often. Two interceptions and two quarterback sacks. That's too much. It, it was too much. Um, too much. Not good. Way, way, way too much. Honestly, as I was watching this game, watching the failure of the offense... And especially Aaron Rodgers, you know, being sacked so many times and overthrowing it and just, like, really missing his targets. Mm-hmm. All I could think about was, I bet Jordan Love has the biggest shit-eating grin on the sidelines right now. I feel like that man is eating it up. He's like, this is my job now. He's like, this is going to be my time to shine. I'm going to get in there. I mean, yeah. I'm going to well, show Aaron who's his daddy. Well, one thing I think that's important to talk about is clearly the atmosphere with Rodgers was not great this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he really made himself kind of an, not an enemy, but not, not a friend to the Packer fans and yeah. the Packer community. And I feel like we had... We, we lost a lot of trust mm-hmm. in him and the way he behaved. And so I think he already went into the season kind of having a bad reputation with his own fan base mm-hmm. and then went in and completely botched it. And so I think at this point, it really feels like a lot of Packer fans are kind of over Rodgers, which is funny because, you know, we, we said that Rodgers is like Green Bay Jesus. Yes. That man is a god. That man is an idol. But it's one of those things where... I don't want to say, like, he did it to himself. He kind of did. Well, no, he did. Um, he did do it to himself. He did. I just I just think it's really important to know maybe it has something, maybe this game had something to do with the atmosphere of what happened in the off offseason. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't envy Aaron Rodgers right now. No. I feel I- like he's going to get a lot of, bad feelings coming his way after the offseason and how he performed in this first game. You know, I'll be... I, I'm already waiting to see all the washed Aaron Rodgers' washed comments because you know they're coming. They've probably already... Listen, they've probably already... They're coming. There. They've arrived. They've arrived. But I mean, here's the thing is... A lot of people said that last season too, and I'll admit... I was very dubious last season of Aaron Rodgers' capabilities, I think because before Matt LaFleur, we had a lot of really rough seasons. I mean, yep. if you remember, we went to a Lambo game at home, and we got, like, row five seats because the stadium was empty. Like, the Packers sucked before Matt LaFleur. And so I think a lot of people, instead of crediting that to McCarthy, credited credited it to Aaron Rodgers instead and, you know, called him wash and all this stuff. And yeah. so I think a lot of those comments will come back. I, I'm not going to say that. Um, he clearly was MVP last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is yet. And I, I don't want to say that after the first game. Yes. Um, and I also do not want to say be that. <laughs> Listen. Be prepared for that. But it also, it also wasn't totally his fault because I caught... Three guys who I'd consider reliable. It was Robert Tunyon, Devontae Adams, and MVS. So a lot of guys we really trust. The ball was right in their hands and it bounced right off their chest. And they mm-hmm. didn't catch it. You know, it, it, it wasn't totally Aaron Rodgers' fault. I think the offense was really struggling. 
Um, yeah. And I think it's really easy to blame the quarterback. Like I said, I think Rodgers had some really rough passes, but at the same time, his weapons were also not doing fantastically yeah. um, on their end either. The thing is... So, okay. I was just going to well, Go listen. on. This is backtracking because, like... I was going to say, and like in terms of the whole like Rogers being washed conversation, I honestly think mm. partially with um, in terms of like the off season and considering the the type of publicity and press he did get and the negative reaction from Packer fans, it almost doesn't surprise me that he had a bad start. You know, like. It's terrible. On, that was sucks, that was one thing but... is our good friend Molly had texted me asking me what I thought about the game. You know, I talked about the offense, defense. We'll get to defense after oh, this. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of sent voice recordings of how I felt. And, and she was the one who actually brought to my attention um, the fact about Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and how maybe you can contribute his gameplay to what happened in the offseason. Like, um yeah. I don't think it's like necessarily she, the complete reason, but... Yeah, she said feelings were kind of mixed before with how he's been acting, and now he goes out and plays like that. But I know the whole team in general was not on their game today, but I do wonder if some of that has to do with the vibes Aaron created this summer. And that's why I brought it up to begin with, because I do think we've said this before and last season a million times, the Packers... Not the Packers. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is a very emotional player if he's in a bad mood the game will go poorly so there's two different Aaron Rodgers right there's Aaron Rodgers when he's losing gets fired up and determined and throws those crazy Hail Marys and then there's the frustrated Aaron Rodgers and when he's frustrated and upset does absolutely nothing he's the he's probably the most emotional player I've ever seen literally his mood can dictate how the game goes and so I think I'm so glad she brought that to my attention because I think maybe coming out of the season with all these negative feelings and all of that going on might have contributed to how he was performing today. I don't um, think he... I'm hoping, though... No, go. go. Oh, I was going to say, I'm hoping, though, I saw him in a post-game press press conference, and he said, you know, like normal, they're going to review the tapes. They're going to be very critical and analytical and fix things up. And I, I do have faith in the Packers and Matt LaFleur. I think this is a championship team. I yeah. saw the way they played last year. I like... I like all of these guys, except Kevin King. I like all of these guys. <laughs> and and I think... <clears throat> we'll get to that. And, and I just think that, you know, reviewing the tapes for them, I really hope that they recognize their faults and are able mm-hmm. to step it up in the next game. Yeah. I think a loss like this, especially, right, like, as your first game of the season is not ideal and it sucks and it sucks to be hit with that right off the bat where we couldn't even get a touchdown not even one it was a field goal and that was it yeah it hurt it hurt the thing is i in no way am trying to say like rogers had an excuse like this is just why but i genuinely think like you were already saying i have a feeling that literally like played into how he's performing and it is a team effort it's not going to just be him that affects the entirety of like the outcome but the mood changes everything and I think absolutely yeah I think going forward 
we're probably going to see a different side to him and just a different side of the team in general. Like, you can bounce back from a bad performance like this, and I'd rather have it happen right now than down the line when we're in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Exactly. But now I think we should get to the defense because the entire team is doing very poorly. But come second half, I always say the Packers are a second half team, and we are. We really step it up, in the, and that's where, if we've ever been down, our comebacks are always second half. We go crazy, we win, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling someone, I actually made a bet with a Saints fan, mistake. And <laughs> I didn't want to, this, this dude like coerced me into it, saying, you should have faith in your team. And I was like, stop, mm-hmm. fine. Um, but he asked how I was feeling at halftime, and I said, honestly, I think the offense, I have faith in them to step it up and score points, but at this point, I don't think the defense is going to shape up. I was expecting the loss. Uh, I still made the bet. I'm literally just paying for this kid's dinner sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, I thought the offense would do a little bit better. Unfortunately, they let me down. Um, but the defense was really, really suffering. So... I'll, let's start with some good points that the defense had. Hey, you right? know what? Let's make um, let's talk so about something positive. Just something. Eric Stokes had mm-hmm. a wonderful stop. A wonderful stop. Um, we love to see that. And oh my god, is that my only good defensive note? <laughs> stop! Please say that's not just the only one. I think it is. I think it might be. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so Eric Stokes, everyone! <laughs> Woo! Uh, we did we did get an interception, except okay. Mm, I'm gonna talk about this later, our interception and Okay. I'll I'll get to that because you didn't see the game, so you'll see why I'm frustrated. Okay. Um good. so one thing to talk about is the Saints had Paulson Adebo. Now, mm. if you don't know, I've said it before, I go to Stanford, so I actually know Paulson. Yeah. I'd consider us friends. We got drinks earlier on this summer. You know, he mm. calls me Cheesehead. We're buddies. Uh, so seeing Paulson get a pick off of Rogers, I had never been more emotionally conflicted in my life. I was so proud of him, but at the same time, he was pissing me off to no end. Um, and he was great. He, he was covering MVS at one point. Alan Lazard stopped two passes to both of them, got that pick. It was, I was so conflicted. Yeah, yeah friend of the pod. I just thought, I thought we had to, well, we had to bring him up because not only is he a friend of mine, but also as a rookie, you know, his first year in the NFL, he was performing ridiculously. Yeah. I it mean, was so impressive. It was so impressive. I think as a friend of the pod, we have to give him a shout out. We just have to an FOP, an FOP, friend of the pod. Hi, Paulson. Um, we have to put that out there and just say, "Hey, kid, great game." You know, props to you. Yeah, no, I was. The irony was sickening. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it, it was it was disgusting. It hurt. I was like, "This is the most ironic thing I've ever seen." It it's horrifying. But also, you know, he killed it, and I feel like he deserves a shout-out because he is an FOP of fudge and meat. When you told me um, that he got a pick, I was kind of just like, <laughs> woo! Like, impulsive! I was like, yo, no way, you gotta be joking my ass. Like, 
No way. No, I, I mean, great guy. I, I congratulated him after the game. He was so nice about it. Okay, he wasn't very nice. He said something very derogatory about the Packers. Of course he did. But I won't put that in here. Um, great guy. Proud of him. <laughs> Thought it had to be mentioned. Um, also, another thing I wanted to mention about the Saints is um, Kamara... Kamara, Kamara, I honestly don't know the right way to pronounce it. I think it's Kamara. And it's the running back. I don't know the right way to pronounce it. I'm sorry. He had this like diamond chain on during the game, not like tucked into his jersey, but out. (laughs) And as he was running, like this chain was just everywhere. And I was like, he was, I mean, he was definitely their star. The, The fact that we didn't stop him at all was kind of ridiculous it was like the amount of times we handed it off to aaron jones they gave it to kamara and i was like come on guys like you know this is coming but i just wanted to say that i thought his i just want to say his chain was kind of sick oh i he deserves a shout out also he had that ridiculous (laughs) game last year like ridiculous so he's he's a talented talented guy. guy and now he's got a cool necklace so so that's cool. I just, in my notes, it literally just says Kamara's chain. That's all I had right there. This is, um, these are the things that we like to point out, the things we'd like address, to address. <laughs> that Paulson, Paulson is sickening and Kamara has a great chain. Hell yeah. Um, but going on the Packers defense, Packers defense, mm-hmm. the most disappointing part of this game. Kevin King, Lord knows why we still have this man. Holy crap. The amount of times he allowed his receivers to catch that ball and just let him run with it was absolutely ridiculous. Right before a touchdown uh, by Harris on the Saints, Kevin King was running and turned around and slowed his pace, which allowed Harris to catch that ball and run into the end zone. And, and this, I mean, this was not the first time he made a bad play. The amount of times that the guy Kevin King was covering caught a ball was absolutely insane. Um Another thing, if you know anything about fudge and meat, your takeaway should be, one, we love Robert Tunyon, and two, we hate Kevin King. Um. He just disappoints me. He's so wildly disappointing. He's why I, I just, I don't understand why we decided to keep him on our payroll instead of Jamal Williams. But I would like to say it's great to see Jamal on the, on the Lions being running back one because I he had the know. talent. He's a great guy. I'm so happy to see him thrive. I'm really upset that we let him go and kept freaking Kevin King. Um, yep. But I, I, I love that man. I'm so excited and happy for him to see him shine on the Lions. I, no, he he's deserves always it. had the talent. I drafted him too in my fantasy team. Yeah, that makes me really, really happy. I love that for him. Um, Miss him so much. I'll cry right also, now. Also, one thing, one thing that really, really shocked me was we had poor coverage for the Saints running game, which I wasn't too surprised about. I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like when the Packers, I mean, the Packers defense for 30 years has been just don't even talk to me about it. Yeah. But one thing that really shocked me was the coverage downfield because we've got Darnell Savage, Savage, we've got Darnell Savage and we've got Jair Alexander. And so to see the running game was one thing to see so many successful plays by their Jones and uh, Kamara was one thing, but to see so many downfield passes completed by the Saints um, and so many touchdown passes that were thrown, I, w- I was quite shocked. Um, 
I feel like Jair Alexander especially is really, really talented. And, you know, we saw Darnell Savage get multiple interceptions last season. So I was really surprised to see the downfield coverage be so poor. But tell me why I'm, like, not surprised to hear that. Tell me why. I'm shocked. I thought Jair would really stay. You know, that's true. I don't know. I I guess... I, I think here's the thing is when the Packers defense is poor, I'm never really shocked because like I said, for the past three years, Packers defense has, has really been quite disappointing. I don't think we've, we've always had a super strong offense, but our defense has always really struggled. Um, and so to see our defense be really, really ridiculous, I wasn't shocked, but, but it's more to see guys like Jair and Savage really not step it up. That's kind of what surprised me is, I know these guys are, you know, top of the league. Mm-hmm. You know, they're incredible players. And so just to kind of see them give it up like that. I mean, Kevin King. Yeah. I. But to see guys like Jair give it up like that, I, I was kind of disappointed. You know, I, I really expected them to step it up, especially, like I said, the Packers are a second half team. I really thought, you know, something about halftime, they'd really get their shit together. And they just didn't. Um, it was, it was really disappointing to see. Um, but now the, the big controversy that you need to know about is the Packers did indeed get an interception. Yup. And we ran it for many, many yards. Yeah. Many, many yards. (gasps) Oh. But this interception was taken away because they called, uh, Zadarius Smith on roughing the passer. I saw that on Twitter. Everyone now. was mad. Everyone was mad. Yes. Aaron yes. Nagler was mad. So, I saw that tweet. Aaron Nagler. Friend of the pod. Shout out, A-Nags. F-O-P. F- Aaron Nagler, FOP. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this, tweet that you're an FOP. We'd love to hear it. Um, I was quite upset mm-hmm. because I felt like it didn't get the review it deserved. I feel like any play that really changes the course of a game deserves a good slow-mo second-by-second review. Yeah. And the two um, not categories, two, what do you say? Two things? I don't even know what (laughs) What's the word I'm thinking of? I wish I knew because you just are holding up like a peace sign. Things that things, (laughs) things that contribute to the whole. Um, Oh my god, it's not going to come to me. Um, but but the two things that would affect roughing the pass, it, there's a word I want. Please tweet me if you know what I'm thinking of. Because I sure it's don't know. It's things that contribute to a whole... Um, oh my god, it was there and it left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay, wait, I'm going to cut out this waiting. I know, I'm going to cut out this waiting period and I'm going to think. No, you do that. I, I support it. Because it's bothering you, and I can tell. It is really bothering me. Maybe it, it's kind of like, a, this is good enough. The two components that you would say for rough, roughing a passer. Uh-huh. Um, there's a different word I want, but components is good enough. <laughs> um, one would be if it was late. So if the quarterback had thrown the ball and you, you know, 
sacked him while he was just sitting there watching the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And if you went for his head or neck and were overly rough with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say the sack was quite rough, but also, you know, it's he's a however many pound guy. Yeah, big man. <laughs> I need to look up this. Big Z, man on campus. Z Smith. Wait. Yeah, he's a large man. Um, he's an almost 300-pound guy, 272 pounds. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be a heavy sack. But he, one, was not late. The ball was still in the hands of the quarterback as he was throwing. So his arm was in motion, and it wasn't his head or his neck. So it, it was a, just a sack. And the thing, I, I mean, in my opinion, the thing is, is I feel like people are going to disagree. This how football is, you know, people are going to see things from different standpoints. But either way, something that could change the course of a game like that, something so important, it really deserved a review. And it didn't get that, which is really unfortunate because, you know, we we saw it slow motion. And if you look at those two components, it, it wasn't his head or his neck and it wasn't late. So you know, by definition, it, it was just a sack. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was really unfortunate that we got this interception. We got all these yards. You know, it was really a chance. It was funny, too, because the announcers were like, would this change the course of the game? Yes. No. And I disagree. You it know, would've. I think having an amazing play like that, we could have gotten a touchdown. Yeah. Um, it was not only – and the thing was they scored on this run that they got they got back – Um, So we could have prevented them from scoring. We could have scored, you know, get the team morale back. I totally disagree. I think it completely changed the course of the game, whichever way you went with it. And so I think it deserved a review, which it didn't get. And it was really unfortunate because I think if it were reviewed, it would have been recalled. That's scuffed. Yeah. And the thing was, too, which which was it really reminded me of um, last year's playoff game that we lost is, you know, when they were saying oh, Zadarius Smith was roughing the passer, even though it's not Z, Z Smith. Someone tweeted a photo um, of number 12 on the Saints mm. with a nice little chokehold on Rashawn Gary. Poor Rashawn. Poor really, really gets a lot of arms on the neck. Um, it, it was just really unfortunate, you know, that there's a lot of calls we didn't get, like that holding call, and yet, you know, Zadarius Smith got roughing the passer, which, in my opinion... I don't think it was. I really think it was a sack. I think he's a big dude, and I think he was playing the game of football. Um, so that severely pissed me off. Um, um, that player... But we got to the point... Oh. Callaway. Callaway. Marquez Callaway. <laughs> you got it. Um, just really disappointing, and I think... And maybe we wouldn't have continued to score. I don't know. But also, like, the Saints did score on that drive. And we had the ball. And they gave it back to them. So yeah. I, I'm i pretty off-put by that. Well, um, I, I mean, I am. Just some notes to kind of wrap things up. Um, Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, if you Whoa. play fantasy, only got a 1.32, which is horrific i fudge texted me that and i was like that can't be right and she was like well it is um (laughs) i was like yup i'm quite disappointed um also interestingly we got to the point 
where we had given up so much. We literally thought we couldn't win. So we put in Jordan Love to just get some practice snaps in there. Um, but one thing that really bothered me is that Love was performing better than Rodgers. Yikes. Um, it started off with him it started off with him going straight to Omari Rogers and getting a wonderful pass and then uh, Jordan Love actually targeted Cobb and mm-hmm. got thirty two yards. Okay. So it's almost half a football field. Yeah, that's um, a lot. That'd be a lot of yards. So I, I I will I will admit I stopped watching somewhere like halfway through the fourth quarter. I I got groceries. I was like, we're losing. It's fine. Um, I did keep up with the stats, but it was quite disheartening to not only put in Jordan Love, but to see him better than Aaron Rodgers. Because n- no, fa- Jordan Love will grow, but he's not better than Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, this man has never played an NFL game in his life until now. Um, so I oh. guess maybe that just proves how in rough of a shape Aaron Rodgers was. Um Oh, I don't know, or just, like, the dysfunction of the team, but it, it really hit me in the wrong way. That just made me nauseous. Yeah, it's it's sickening. Um, Yuck. But I do think, I, I'm really hoping next Monday that the Packers will come back and we'll get a win. Like I said, we seem to have bad luck when we have a break in our season, in our gameplay, so hopefully this offseason was just really rough, especially with the mood going on with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I'm hoping that next Monday we really step it up and we can win a game. I have faith in this team. I will admit the Packers, we have had rough games before. True. It really, really hurts, but I have seen games like this before. And so I do have faith that we can be a winning team. I agree. I mean, I think the thing is we still have so much talent and we have a lot of great team chemistry and yeah, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible performance. This should this sounds like a preseason game. And boy howdy, oof. I, I boy just, howdy, she says. I sure hope this something like this does not happen again, or this doesn't become the mo this season. Yeah, I really don't want to repeat a McCarthy season. I really oh. think we have it within us. Um, so I'm just hoping for the best. But clearly, we're both in a bad mood. I'm especially in a bad mood because I had to sit through and watch it with my eyes. Um, well. It was quite painful. But we will be back next Monday reporting on the Packers game again and hopefully we will have better news and also I believe we might have a fun special guest next week. Well, I do have some good news though. Good news! Brewers, magic number six. Watch out boys. Watch out. Here they come. You know, we lost but we also got a win so... Swept the cards? Or, oh my it's... god. <gasps> swept <laughs> the swept Cleveland. Holy shit. I hate the Cardinals. But we sl- uh, we swept Cleveland. Here's what I'll say is glad we got a dub. Good for the Brewers. Because, you know, they're in the end of their season. They need it. They need it. Um, 
And it, it sucks to have your opening game for the Packers be a loss, but also this was the first game of the season, so we have time to come back. Well, so listen, right now, you know, if any team's going to lose, I guess I'd rather have it be the Packers in their first game because we can win every other one. Listen, Brewers are up f- uh, 14 games right now. I believe we're, I forget if it's we're at 32 or 33 games above 500, which is like, that's a record, a franchise record. So Brewers are rolling. Let's finish off this season strong. And Packers, get your act together. I'm going to slap you across the get face. Get your shit. Get your shit together. Besties, we um, got to we got to yeah. do have a huge Wisconsin sports run this year. We already have the NBA. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going for it. I feel like the Brewers are on their way to that. Triple and so crown. the Packers got to shape it up. Triple the crown. The Packers got to shape it up because I I want this. Triple crown, baby. Uh, but anyways, thank you for listening to another episode of Fudge and Meat. We will be back next week with more content, and we love you. We love you so very much.